Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in house in the Central Division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. Whatever, but he said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Stocks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my dude, Tony, a.k.a. Tony on Tap, and we are here to discuss the Chicago White Sox winner 5-1 over the Baltimore Orioles. Before we do that, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Sox on Tap, at Untap Sportsnet. Following Tony at Tony on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough and if you're at the ballpark or you need some awesome white Sox gear stop by grandstand you can follow them on socials at grandstand socks go to grandstandsocks.com check them out for all your white socks or chicago sports gear again that's grandstandsocks.com everybody we are sorry we've been gone for a little bit it's uh it's been a very interesting week for the socks on tap crew some vacations some crazy work meetings some Going to games really is what's taking us out of uh, out of commission. Is us hitting the ballpark again? You you really <laughs> take it for granted the, pod, the podcast that is because we were gone. Like we forgot to work it into the schedule because we we're always at a game. But we're here tonight, and it's great to be back for our first time in a couple days to talk about a Sox winner. Tony, how you doing, my man? Buzz, I'm doing fantastic. I'm I'm feeling great. Uh, we did get to get to the ballpark this week. You saw us. We were uh, we were with the San Diego Chicken. I think that there was a little bit of debauchery that happened there. Uh, I see sales in here. Dave Bennett. Cheers, boys. Crack them. Um, Sox have been playing good baseball. I know we came out of uh, a bad weekend in New York, and we're, we we come back home. We get this series against the Cardinals. Uh, it's great to be back. The boys were back in town, as we like to say here. We were out cracking them. There's Sal with the crack them. And uh, ooh, I think we we both put Sal up on, on the screen there. We're, we're excited to be back. We're excited to be back. I'm excited to be back, Buzz. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, we uh, shout out to our boy Sockside Mike that hooked us up with tickets uh, to go to Tuesday's game. I think that took you and I both out of commission because we got home super late from that one because, uh, you know, some – out of the stadium shenanigans took place and, you know, had to go enjoy ourselves and uh, have kind of a dad's night out. So I uh, thank thanks to him. But yeah, you know, we, the last uh, recap we had is when we went down to the uh, Yankees seven to nothing. Obviously we saw how that series ended there with the sweep, come out, take the series against the Cardinals two to one. And, you know, we, uh, we make the return here today and I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're coming up to the holiday weekend here. Um, a lot of us are going to be out of commission for that, but we will be bringing socks on taps. Don't worry about it. We will be here bringing these, uh, but I'm doing good. Otherwise, man, I'm stoked about a white Sox winner, dude. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. This, uh, this episode has been dubbed pitching is key. 
And that's because the White Sox collectively through their pitchers had 16 strikeouts tonight. Um, absolutely amazing. You you love to see Dylan Cease do what he did tonight, and we'll we'll go right into that buzz. And you know we, we've done this show for a while now, and if if you go back to last year, even uh, almost any time Dylan Cease has has started uh, on the mound for the White Sox, one thing that uh, I've been critical of, I know you've been critical of, Johnny's been very critical of, is Dylan Cease, and you know him figuring out. We all love we all love his stuff. But when he can put it together consistently and he can do stuff like he did tonight, you just get this uh, prime version of a kid who really has top of the rotation stuff, can win you a ball game consistently. You saw tonight the slider was just absolutely filthy, Buzz. Um, and you, you pair that with the curveball and just some gas out of the arm of Dylan Cease. Um, you know, it was it was an impressive performance from him. I really like the fact that even when he does get touched up, he comes right back out there uh, and just lets it rip. He gets through that inning uh, pretty much outside of a long ball unscathed. And, you know, that's that's what's really keeping this White Sox team from having more than – I mean, the three-game losing streak to New York, okay. All right? The New York Yankees are a good baseball team. But when you have the starting pitching like this, and, and Dylan Cease was probably outside of Carlos Rodon going in, the, the biggest question mark in this rotation, you see him learning, you see him developing, you can actually see the improvements in his game right now, and it's it's just it's paying dividends for the White Sox buzz. It's fantastic to fucking see. Oh, absolutely. He comes out six innings pitch tonight. Um, he lets up four hits, one run, which was earned. It was a long ball. Um, and he strikes out 10, walks two. 111 pitches. He lowers his ERA tonight to 2.98. Uh, Galvis homered off of him in the top of the fourth inning, and uh, that was the only time the Sox offense, or I'm sorry, the Sox pitchers got touched up. Was that was it? That was not. That was it. So it was, it's great to see. You know, this team offensively has been struggling a little bit, and I think that's something that we can all note on here. Yep, everybody would agree with that. And what's kept us afloat has really been the pitching. And, um, you know, even with the question marks around the bullpen they're you know, the White Sox are, what is it now? Nine games or eight games above 500. They're sitting at 28 and 20. Um, most of that comes because of your starting pitching and, and what they have brought to the table. And when you see a guy like Sal just said in the chat, Cease is learning to get back on track instead of folding like last year, Sal's words here. And you see a guy like Cease learning on the fly and, pointing out what you said being just having nasty ass stuff and harnessing it and controlling it. We're hard to beat with this rotation. You are, you are very, you are very hard to beat with this rotation. It's, it's incredible to watch because every day you, you almost feel like you've got your ace on the mound. Any one of these guys that's in the rotation one through five has that stuff to win you a ball game. I mean, just think about what we were dealing with a couple of years back. It was like, okay, it's Ross Detweiler day. And I know we love Ross Detweiler on the show, but Ross, the boss, baby, Ross, no, the boss, no Ross, the boss, slander. cracking them <laughs> for Ross, the boss right here. Don't you don't, but, I mean, Odrisson or Despagne day. Like uh, there, there were, there were so many of these just guys that came through this rotation where you're like, oh man, the offense is going to have to fucking show up tonight or this is going to be a brutal baseball game to get through. Right now, it's it's one through five. Every day is a day to be excited for. I get excited for Lance Linde. I get excited for Carlos Rodande right now. I get excited for Dylan Cease Day. 
that's that's the fucking shit you want, man. This rotation is top notch. You see, Dylan Cease do his job today. It's just next man up, and that's the fucking attitude that winners have, man. And it's just so cool to see. It's a goddamn. T- I know you're not a basketball guy, but it's a goddamn Tibism. Uh, Tom Thibodeau, next man up type deal, and uh, they're they're performing. And uh, I, I love I love seeing it because, like I said, this, we wouldn't be as optimistic right now if this pitching no. was what it what it was kind of you know in, in nineteen and even parts of twenty twenty. Now uh, twenty twenty were good for the most part, but there's parts of twenty twenty where they weren't. But they they've kept us afloat, and I'm going to take it all day. We start the scoring off tonight in the bottom of the second. A ball that was absolutely massacred by your mean Mercedes. Absolutely massacred. From what I saw online, 116 miles per hour off the bat. That's that's unfucking believably cool and tough. He blasts this ball. He gets the offense going. Nice to see him go deep again. You know, we needed it. And, and again, when I say that this offense has been stagnant, it really has been. Runners in scoring position has been an issue. That was yep. an issue yesterday, closing the series out against the Cardinals. Um, you know, that it's just you get guys in spots uh, on the base path and you can't get them home. You can't score. When they score and you get this pitching that you get, you don't need to score. I mean, God damn, dude, Rodon let up a run yesterday. I mean, if people are listening to this Friday morning, that would be Wednesday. So he let up a run, kept us in the game the whole entire time. You don't need to score a ton of runs to win these games. No, you need two, three. But with, with this starting pitching staff, if they're on, you need two, three runs. And I think you know, we we talk about opportunistic, and that's that's Johnny's favorite word. Um, you talk about being opportunistic and the hitting with the runners in scoring position. You've seen this team come through with runners in scoring position more consistently than most ball clubs. And yet we still have that hunger, at least me as a fan, where I'm sitting there every single time we get a runner on second base and it feels unacceptable for them to walk away without scoring. It, it really does. With with some of the names in this lineup, like, you know, Jose Abreu, you remember Mercedes his start this year. I know people soured on him before he hit this bomb. Um, I myself included. I mean, we had this talk at the ballpark about Yerman and, you know, just some of his struggles of late. Uh, and it's nice to see him getting back out of the slump. But, like, up and down this lineup, I mean, you even go to some of your weaker guys and, you know, uh, and Adam Eaton's come through. Uh, Lurie Garcia it, it, to start the year was hitting at an incredible clip uh, with runners in scoring position. So you've seen this team be able to do it. It's just when they go silent, man, it feels like the whole thing goes silent. It's not just one or two guys. It's the whole team. Uh it, Sale, Billy Hamilton tonight. You're getting it out of guys that you typically wouldn't normally see that from if you're a White Sox fan who's watched this team for the last 10 years. Those those types of hits have been just plentiful this year in, in a lot of circumstances where you wouldn't have seen it. So I wouldn't say that we've struggled, per se, with it, but it's more or less just there, there's days where we just do not have that. And then those one or two runs become so much more critical. Uh, but you can see this offense just go and explode for five to ten runs at will, it feels like, almost, when you when you get that type of production. Well, consistency is key with it, and that's when you're going to start yep. seeing us build more and more over ten games over 500 because that's what, what I'm chasing now is get to ten and keep building it consistently. And you need to do that through your hitting because you know the pitching's already there. So that's what, that's what needs to happen. 
Speaking of Billy Hamilton, we'll break this down a little bit and we'll get into it. After Mercedes homers, it gets real quiet for a while because, you know, the, the Orioles got that next run after after the Galvis home run in the top of the fourth, all right? After that, Sox don't see scoring again until the bottom of the sixth inning. So their last run was at the bottom of the second after the Yermin bomb. Then it comes off of a Billy Hamilton single. Um, Vaughn singles to center. Lurie ends up walking. Hamilton comes up. He singles to center and it scores Vaughn. Like you said, unlikely source gives us a two two to one lead. After that, we get some scoring in the bottom of the seventh, where Magical doubles to start the inning off. Grandal strikes out. Mankata walks. Abreu doubles to left center. That scores Magical. Mankata gets the third, becomes three to one. Mercedes comes back up, singles the center. Mankata scored, and so did Abreu. So that makes it five to one. That'll end the scoring for the night. It'll end the scoring for the night there. Um, Dylan Cease, we've already touched on him. He goes six. He's relieved by Evan Marshall tonight. And, oh, my God, did Evan Marshall look like Evan Marshall. Absolutely. And that was fucking awesome. Absolute filth. If there's one guy. I, I mean, I, I cheer for everybody in the bullpen, obviously. The White Sox players, I want them to succeed. I want to win. Evan Marshall's that guy is who's my favorite bullpen piece. I mean, that's including Liam Hendricks. That's including Michael. Po- I love Michael Kopech, but I look more as a long-term starter type deal with Michael Kopech where he's going to end up. I love Evan Marshall. And for him to come out tonight, he had it working. He strikes out two in an inning. 14 pitches looked fantastic. Yeah, dude, Evan Marshall, when he's on – he is just absolutely filthy. He's got you saw that good shit. He does. He's got he's got good shit. He's also a leader in this clubhouse too. Um, you know, I was reading the story. Uh, if we go back to the whole Larusa versus clubhouse thing, um, and Evan Marshall was interviewed by Scott Merck, and and um, you know he talked a little bit about how uh, Larusa relies on his on his veterans and his guys to establish themselves as leaders and kind of lead that clubhouse and, and manage it. Nevin Marshall's name was in there. And I was, I was a little bit surprised by it, Buzz. I don't know why I was. Um, Cause after thinking about it for a little bit uh, afterwards there, you know, Evan Marshall's he's, he's been around a little bit. He's, He's been a, a staple in this bullpen for the past few years. Um, and, and you can look at Evan Marshall as a kind of leader. So when he's on like he is tonight, I think it makes him even that much more valuable to this ball club. And you love the options. Like I talked about earlier this year on the show, how Tony LaRusso has got like four or five paths to the ninth, especially when you can go Evan Marshall, Aaron Bummer, Michael Kopech, Garrett Crochet, um, even a Matt Foster there, Cody Hoyer. Wait till you get Jace Fry back. There's so many guys in this bullpen that that could be seventh, eighth inning guys, or, or arguably in in closer talk around most of the ball clubs that <laughs> most of the ball clubs in the MLB. And when you have these guys working like that, and you've got that vet Nevin Marshall just you know pounding the zone with some filthy ass shit that nobody can hit. And he just looks that good. And he's a shutout guy. Man, a, a series becomes that much shorter for the opponent. And and I think we have not seen the bullpen uh, at its uh, you know full capacity the, the way that it should be running um, at at many points in this season. But tonight was a perfect example of it, where you don't have to go. You don't even have to go to Hendricks because your offense worked. It built the lead. Evan Marshall did his job. He could have gotten 
you know, touched up like he has many times this season, and you're talking about a one one run ball game, or even you know going into the late innings down in this game. And Evan Marshall, I mean, if I'm giving out game ball buzz, it's probably going to him. Yeah, he he pitched he pitched fantastic when he came in. He did his job. He gets like I said, the two strikeouts. Cisco McKenna Mullins lined out. He gets out of the out of the seventh with no issue. We move to Aaron Bummer, who's been hit or miss this year. And I mean, you can see, see it in his numbers, you know, um, but he, he, he's hit been hit or miss. He lets up a double. Um, actually, yeah, he hits up a double. Um, he's got the first person. I think he got the first batter in the eighth. I got to pull up the thing. I don't have it pulled up right now, but he, he struck out the first one, let up a double, got a strikeout. He had a wild pitch, I believe. And then he uh, got Galvis to ground out. I think he grounded out to second. Um, I have it in my notes, but he looked good tonight too. And that's a good thing. Like I said, you know, when these guys are on, the pitching is key. It's unbeatable when they're on. I don't care what anybody says. I know they've struggled. I still believe in my heart that we have the best bullpen in the MLB. And it, it was proven tonight. And you know, so I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go that far I will. With, with, with best bullpen in the MLB yet. I think that there's a lot of guys that need to fix what they've done earlier on in this season to really – really coin this the best bullpen in the MLB. Do they have the talent to be? Yes. I'm a homer. I know you're a homer. So you're so you're gonna. <laughs> I know you're a homer. So you're gonna. I'm just here to 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 play realist for two seconds and say we we've we've been on the show and we've said like yeah, the bullpen's gotta be better. We've talked about it in our in our group chat with uh Johnny and Steve as well. I mean this has been a pain point for this team, but you can see the makings of it, man. You really can. It it does have the ability to be the best bullpen in the league. Yeah, yeah, it does. They have the talent there. And like I said, I'm a homer, and I'm going to keep rocking that same energy. Um, we go into the <clears throat> top of the ninth, and that's when we get Matt Foster. Now, a lot of people on Twitter.com were not thrilled with having Matt Foster come in, okay? And it starts off a little rocky because he hits Stewart with a pitch, okay? Wilkerson grounds into a fielder's choice. And Madrigal kind of did a little bit of a jeter there. Uh, stepping on that bag, jumping and throwing the ball didn't get there. Um, but you know, we, we got the force out at second. Uh, it's a scary play. Yeah, it was very, I, very scary play. Yeah, it was. Um, I was a little afraid for a Rayu there, but he's he's fine. Good juju. He's fine. After the game, he was laughing, jogging over to Tony Larusa to give him a little bit of the cup there, and everything was all good. Um, so after Wilkerson grounded into the fielder's choice. Cisco strikes out swinging, and then he strikes out McKenna. Now, I don't want to say this affected the batters, but I know it definitely affected me because it was kind of annoying the shit out of me. But it, it was funny because they had something going. But the the so I I just want to I want to make a ruling on this, and I feel like there's a lot of things that we've got to talk about because it was our first game back the other day uh, together in the stands and. Uh, it was the first game we saw with somewhat of a capacity yeah. uh, to it. Yeah. So um, a lot of new White Sox fans out there, a lot of, lot of new fans, a lot of, a lot of people that, uh, you know, we've been going to these things for a little while, and, and there's a lot of new fans out there in the ballpark. There's things that are acceptable. There's things that are not. Um, and and I, I might have to write uh, an, uh, maybe an opinion piece uh, on ontapsportsnet.com buzz, about ballpark etiquette for new White Sox fans. So um, the, the clap that we saw tonight, fantastic. 
didn't interfere with anything, gave the game kind of a ninth inning energy to it. I yeah. love it. I think we should I think we should adopt that because I think it's intimidating to the opposing pitcher. Let's do something collectively together to intimidate and scare and bring good vibes to the team. Um, things you don't do. Build a fucking cup snake. <laughs> do the woo. Start the wave. Like, bad. Those, those things are bad. Um, and we've got a lot of new fans at the ballpark because this team is hot. This team is good. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of different faces out there. Um, at the ballpark who want to join in on the fun. But I think we need, to, we need to establish some ground rules here. It's okay to jump on the White Sox bandwagon, but there's just things you don't do uh, at, the, uh, at the old Comiskey Park. Uh, and, and some of those things, like I said, the woo, that one drives me fucking up the wall. Um, the, the cup snake thing, keep that over at Wrigley. Um, you know, the wave, we know how – the boys over in 108 and in a few other places feel about the wave buzz. Um, you know, the, the, I think we need to educate. I think we need to educate ballpark etiquette. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I pretty much agree with the sentiment there. Um, I, I thought it was, like I said, it kind of annoyed me a couple times with the, you know, I'm trying to take notes and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I kept hearing it, but I, I dug it because there was an energy there and it, it looked like those people were super excited to be out at the ballpark and I'm not going to take the fun away. Cup snakes fucking stupid. I'll say that. I hate that more than I hate the woo or the wave. So I'll throw that out there. Sale throwing beers is a no, no. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Like there's been a lot of, there's been some brawls and stuff. I love the energy. I know everybody's been locked up from COVID and you're seeing all this stuff out there uh, at the ballpark. And it's not just, it's not just at the, uh, at the old rate uh, where you're seeing people throwing beers and doing some stupid shit. Uh, But let's try and let's try and have, you know, a, a positive attitude a little bit here, Buzz. We don't need, you know, we, we talked to a security guard while we were there for pretty much the whole game. You know, and he's like, going to come on the show. Yeah, I think we might get him on the show too, um, which was going to be awesome because we got a lot of we got a lot of questions for this guy, and I, I think he's going to be a good interview. Uh, but you know, like let's 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 do less of the the fighting and the throwing the beers and the wooing and and that stuff, and let's let I, I would rather the energy be. Uh, spent, uh, you know, bringing a ninth in, uh, ninth inning vibe uh, every inning for every batter and annoy the shit out of the opposing team. Like, let's focus our energy where it can be at least somewhat helpful and, and create a, a hostile environment for the opposing team on the field rather than our own fans. Absolutely. Bring the positive juju, bring the intimidation to the other squad, and uh, let's all, as a collective unit, come out and get some dubs and reach that ultimate goal. Um, I mean, you want to see Jose Abreu scooping Tony Larusa after every ball game, so that's—I mean—that's the end goal, right, Buzz? I, th- I think so. I think so. Uh, and we were talking about it a bit before, but you know, Foster comes in; he performs great in his uh, one inning there in the in the top of the ninth. You know, two strikeouts on uh, sixteen pitches. Um, you know, not touched up at all. I-, I loved everything that I saw tonight. It was a, it was a good game. It was good to get the bats going when we needed them to. Good to get hits from. Uh, you know, Billy Hamilton to score some runs there, have our big guys step up like your me, Mercedes, Jose Abreu, um, Nick Madrigal, two hits again, another multi-hit game for him, raises that average to 306. So I, I, I'm excited. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, my pick the click tonight, um, you know, he, he has two hits as well. So, and I believe he, um, oh, he did not walk. He did not walk tonight, my bad. But anyway, I digress. Great game. Great way to start off the series. Four game set. Let's go get another one.
So I got to ask, you're in a different spot than you normally are when we do these shows. Are you like hunched over in, in the couch? You look pretty comfy. It's like it's like late night over in the Buzz Cave. Oh, no, I'm in my spot, dude. I'm just laying down. Usually the computer's over to my left, and it, it faces like the back where all the signs and stuff are. But, you know, man, Buzz is tired, man. You know, <laughs> as I was telling you before, and, you know, we kind of alluded to in the beginning of the show, a lot of uh, our hiatus over the last few days has just been because of uh, – of work and just, you know, to let everybody know on the outside looking into socks on tap, you know, the people that listen and support us all the time, which I appreciate all of it. I work in uh, the tanking industry. So basically right now is every day is filled with meetings due to, um, you know, fuel basically, and, and trying to get fuel additives to different States throughout the country that need it, that are on emergency stock. So I have been, uh, basically full to the brim with actual day job stuff that has really hindered a lot of my time. Um, and I know you're in the same industry that I'm in for the most part. So you've been feeling those effects as well. So that's why we've been gone. Um, you know, Steve has been very busy as well. Johnny has been, you know, busy and, you know, he's actually up at his cabin in Wisconsin right now for the holiday weekend. Um, and it's just been kind of crazy lately. So that's, you know, I've just been kind of tired and, uh, we've we've also been having a good time too we we, oh, yeah. we 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 did take a day and go to the ballpark because we do enjoy this team um just as much as as everybody else does and that's why we do this um is because we enjoy watching white Sox baseball taking in white Sox baseball and we ran into some staffing issues over over the past few days and and that's gonna happen from time to time but uh we will try and be better yet yeah, nani's up killing bush lights in Wisconsin, he absolutely is. I talked to him earlier today. Uh, he's up there killing some bush lights. And, um, you know, over the holiday weekend, we're going to try and make this fun. I know everybody's going to be pretty much gone. You're heading up to Wisconsin too, Buzz. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be here watching White Sox baseball. Um, I'm going to try and, uh, you know, maybe get some some new voices on the show through the weekend. I'm going to do my best. Uh, but we're going to have some fun over Memorial Day weekend. Maybe we'll try some some new new things just to get through the weekend. And then uh, the, the regular crew should be back all next week. Buzz will be uh, rolling full steam ahead as we head into June. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the point that you made about people getting back into the ballpark. It's like that normalcy is starting to kind of come back around. You know, both you and I are fully vaccinated and everything like that. And, um, you know, it's just you're kind of getting back into the swing of things. I mean, think about the 20. If, if you followed Socks on Tap in 2019, there was multiple shows where Tony went solo or I went solo or, or Nani or whatever at the time, because we were always out at the ballpark, you know, like that, that's what we were kind of doing. And on Tuesday, and, and we, we can't, we can't wait to get back in lot B with all of you. And I, I think if, if anybody uh, who's picked this show up uh, over the last year, or even in 2020, uh, who's not familiar uh, with the on tap crew, that's, that's our thing. We like being out there. We like tailgating. Uh, we like having a good time. Lot B is the place to find us. Um, it, it's been way too long. It's been absolutely way too long. I, I still think back uh, to the last tailgate we had, which was the halfway to St. Patrick's Day doubleheader. Uh, there was a ton of familiar faces out there that were in White Sox Twitter who came out. White Sox Dave was there. Uh, Austin Dezik, Andrew Kinsler, you've heard his voice on this show. Um Carrie, that baseball fan, uh, was with us as well. Uh, the one away guys, um, just a, a ton of the, a ton of the community out there. And that's, that's what we love 
uh, about doing this, man, is is going out into the ballpark, having a good time, and then talking about White Sox baseball. Um, and I can't wait to get back in Lot B with you, man. Yeah, when we walked through there, <laughs> the other when we were going to the game, I, I felt like this overwhelming sense of sadness because I was like, man, because we took the train. You know, we don't do that usually. No, we, no, we, we don't. Nor, normally, normally drive up there uh, and and park in Lot B, um, or or I'm a frequent Uber. Uh, participant there, you know, uh, the, the rideshare app, Uber. Um, I like to take that up there if I'm not driving. That was my first Metro ride, man. I'm going to be honest. That was my first Metro ride in like five or six years. But you know what's funny is like when you said Uber, I'm like, dude, I don't even have Uber on my phone. Like I don't have, I don't have it. Like, you know, how yeah, I know that people are probably like, why did you say rideshare app? Cause I'm, I'm explaining it to buzz. He has no <laughs> idea what Uber is. True story. Uh, I asked him how he got to the train. He walked to the train. Um, uh, and uh, what was that Tuesday? You, you walked to the train. I, yeah. I've never even heard of somebody walking in 2021, but I guess, uh, you got to look out for your health there, right? Burn some, burn some of those Miller Lite calories off. Yeah, I always just get. I'm so I'm a paranoid cat, man. I always like think that I'm going to be the one that gets abducted or something. So like, I just don't like to do it. Like when they dropped you off the other night, and I was in the car, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, this is, I'm scared. Like this, I don't know, I don't know about this. But I was, it, I was, was curious how the rest of the Uber ride went because I didn't get the chance to uh, discuss this with you. But you know, that was that was that was just a good night, man. It was it was good yeah. to get back to the ballpark. Uh, if you if you follow us, you got to see Buzz uh, kiss a chicken um, on the mouth. Uh, right no ill mouth. effects from that. Just real quick, no no ill effects from that. Not feeling anything. No, no I eat no. a ton. Of, I eat a ton of chicken, so I think I'm immune to it. Good. Good. <laughs> you know, it, it, the, the whole chicken thing that was that was just interesting, and I understand that it was for it was for Joe West. Uh, but we're, we're sitting at the game, and like so many weird things happened. Um, and we don't typically uh, get a chance to go into some of these things, but like that a meat and mustache, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, and was I think cool. we spotted that probably faster than than most people because uh, we were sitting out in right field. <laughs> we were sitting out in right field, and Adam Eaton comes running out, yeah. and I'm just like, oh man, he's got the like the '80s porn stash just rocking. And the security guard—that's how this whole thing started. Uh, the conversation with him, he turns around, he's like, oh, I think you're right. I'm like, oh man, I gotta text. I gotta text my wife who was at home watching the game. And I'm like, the first at bat, I need a picture of Adam Eaton. He's got a mustache, and people started to pick it up from there. It was it was fantastic, uh, just being out there watching that. I think, um, you know, just some of the other stuff that happened that night. With the the, the chicken was the culmination of everything. Uh, you know, we got to. Uh, talk with White Sox, Dave, Jason Hosking. We ran into we ran into a few other people. Um, yep, Beef Loaf, Cherizi. We ran into both of those guys. Um, White Sox, Dave. After the game, um, just it was a great night. It was great to be back. It was great to hear from people um, who we haven't seen in a long time, been able to discuss White Sox baseball with. And uh, I again, this goes back to the tailgate thing, man. I, I can't wait to get back and not be. Um, and just have baseball conversation with some of these people because that is that is absolute heaven, at least for me, uh, loppy before a White Sox game. Yeah, you kind of take for granted uh, sometimes the people that you don't see, you know, and, and you realize when you see them how cool it is to share a conversation and share, a, uh, you know, a beer and just have a good time, crack them and 
start doing your thing. And it, it was it was a great night. Oh, I forgot well, I forgot Wally Money in that. Oh yeah, Wally Money. I forgot Wally Money. How do you forget Wally Money? I don't know how anybody would forget I think that's because I feel like I see Wally anywhere. I just feel like he's one of us. <laughs> you know, like I, I see he's down in like uh New Orleans right now. Wally's but always he's, doing he's everywhere. That guy's everywhere. Whether I'm at a whether I'm at a Bears tailgate, Wally will come walking through, or if I'm at a damn Bulls game, I'll see Wally. I just see I always see Wally everywhere, man. It's just it, it was cool. Tuesday was a great night. You know, Sox had a win. We got to see fireworks. I love got, fireworks. Yeah, and I, I love fireworks. We got to we got to spend time with some great people, and it, it was great. And I can't and shout out Southside Mike too if you're listening to this. Like, thank thank you for making that happen because that was that was a great night. Um, just fun times at the ballpark. And if you haven't been out to a White Sox game in a while, I encourage you to do so because this team is awesome. Um, the ballpark experience is slowly creeping back to what it used to be, Buzz. It's it's going to be a fun summer on the south side of Chicago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we will get into the next game here, Tone. Uh, again, it's Baltimore. It's tomorrow, Friday night, 7.10 p.m. Central, or tonight if you're listening Friday morning. The pitching matchup is going to be Dallas Keuchel, 3-1, 4.28 ERA, 54 and two-third innings pitch. He's let up 53 hits. He's struck out 28, walked 17, let up five long balls. Going up against Matt Harvey, 6.31 ERA, 45 and two-third innings pitch, 59 hits, 36 strikeouts, 13 walks, six long balls let up for Harvey there. So um, that's the Sox matchup tomorrow. Get to Harvey right away. Rock him. Get to that. Uh, get to that bullpen for Baltimore, and let's cruise to a dub dub. Hey, I, I want that too. And if I, if man, Matt Harvey, we're just throwing out names here for Baltimore. This, this is a series that this team should win. This should be a cakewalk. Um, you don't want to take any 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 baseball game for granted just because that's the game of baseball. But Matt Harvey on the mound against the Chicago White Sox. I mean. 6.31 ERA, just like you said. Tomorrow should be an offensive explosion. You put up five tonight. I want the bats getting out, getting hot early. Give Dallas Keuchel a lead to work with. I, I never thought I'd say this. You know, I talked about the rotation a little bit earlier, Buzz. But right now, if I feel like there's one guy who I'm least confident in, it's Dallas Keuchel. And and that's I'm not even trying to slander Dallas Keuchel. I'm just the least confident that the White Sox are going to win a game with him because I think his stuff isn't as dominant as anybody else in the rotation. And we're talking about a guy who's three and one with a four point two eight ERA. That's, Dude, not, that's not necessarily it's a bad not necessarily thing. bad. That's not necessarily bad at all. Not the numbers, so, but the fact that you're not confident. It's not a bad thing. Like you're no. least confident. You mean? Yeah. No. Right. right. I, I, well, I'm. Yeah. Dude, he still has the stuff to get the job done. I, he. He was. He was the guy that you bring in to kind of anchor this rotation outside of Lance Lynn. Dells Keuchel's stuff is still there. It's just that everybody else has outperformed him to this point, and I want him to be next man up and come out and shove tomorrow. That's a good but, problem to have. But I want that offense out early on Matt Harvey. Yeah, this, should be a, this should be a shit show. This should be a laugher. I want I want to pour on the runs. Yeah, I'm Take, I'm, the, take I'm, the spread on the White Sox tomorrow. At I'm bringing the hot spot up to Wisconsin. Um and, you know, I'll be watching the game. Hopefully I'll be there already parked and uh, at the cabin by then. They don't have internet or cable. Crooked numbers tomorrow night. So Crooked yeah, numbers. That's what we need. That's what we need. So I'll be watching the game tomorrow, and hopefully we get to Harvey right away and we uh, can enjoy a great start to a holiday weekend. Uh, you got a pick to click, my friend? 
pick to click tomorrow. Uh, you know what? I want to. I want Yohan Moncada. I want to. I want a Yohan Moncada rat drop. I know tonight was his birthday. I think he's out partying with Tony LaRusso right now, somewhere in Northwest Indiana. He's going to be ready to go tomorrow. Things are going to be swinging. They're they're filming Disaster Personnel too, um, and Tony LaRusso is starring in it. It's going to be a great night for Yohan tomorrow. He's going to be ready to go. Pump pump a home run, maybe a triple. Uh, you know, four or five RBIs, big Yohan Moncada game. I'm going uh, with Sale. I'm going TA7. That's who I'm going tomorrow. I think he'll be back in the lineup after his general soreness. Um, and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, when Keiko's on After mountain, his general soreness. <laughs> Can we talk about general soreness uh, for bro, like I, two seconds? Bro, general, I feel it every day. <laughs> general soreness. Because I can, like, my whole back has general soreness. Yeah. Like, I, I want a day off. For I general need, soreness, I need I need a day off. Can really can bad. you? I, I'm not trying to slander Timmy. I'm not trying to slander Tony with this. I I just want to know, like, do you experience general soreness, and can you call off work for general soreness? Uh, do I experience it? I'm experiencing it right now, and uh, <laughs> and I call off. I could, but I I I I don't because I gotta make that bread, man. So you know, <laughs> that's what I gotta do. But you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking for a big game out of him tomorrow. Uh, you you need your best players out there behind Dallas Keuchel. He's a ground ball pitcher, uh, so I'd like to have uh, you know, um, I know Madrigal's had some blunders, but he's good at second base. So I'd like to have him, TA seven, and Mankata out there in the field. I, I, for for two seconds, I I love the yo yo TLR and Steve hanging out in NWI. You know NWI Steve's out there. He, and he's, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be here. And he's, then, he's supposed to be here with us. But that's that's why he's not on this that's show. Why he's, he not. Is, he's hanging out with those guys. He's hanging out with those guys. You know, uh, you know Yohan's birthday. Can't get mad about that. NWI Steve out there, uh, showing TLR and Yo Yo around NWI. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, that's all I got, man. I feel like we already did a bunch of shout outs uh, when we were talking about people that we wanted to see that we saw at the ballpark and that we've got got to spend time with. So that's all I have for tonight's episode, man. You got anything else before we ride out here in the sunset? I mean, I could talk White Sox all day with you, Buzz, but I know you've got to get up. I know you've got to go to work tomorrow. I've got to work <laughs> tomorrow, too. Um, you know, it, just enjoy these White Sox winners, man. And I, I continue to do that. Um, crack them for another White Sox winner. Cheers to you. Cheers to everybody who listened to this. Buzz, close this down how you normally do. Tell everybody where you can find us. Uh, you can find us at ontapsportsnet.com. You can get all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs there. You can follow us on Twitter at SoxOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. Follow Tony at TonyOnTap and me at BuzzOnTap. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And be sure to check out Grandstand. Go to GrandstandSox.com. Follow them on socials at GrandstandSox for all your White Sox or Chicago sports gear we'll be back in some variation tomorrow whether that's me at the cabin whether tony finds a special guest socks on tap we'll be back tomorrow after a hopeful win over the baltimore orioles white Sox forever white Sox forever